Welcome, everyone, to Let's Save Thousands. I'm Ed Kalenka. And I'm Beth Kalenka. Good morning, everybody. Beth, tell everyone about today's show. Our listeners are going to be on the forefront of the exciting use of technology. Blockchain innovation is coming to real estate. A group of Harvard attorneys and blockchain engineers created TrueMint to make real estate transactions as simple as the transfer of any other NFT, but with the additional security measures in place and in such a way that all real estate purchase requirements are satisfied. Because this interview was extensive, we had to break it into two episodes. We want to present this interview without interruption. So we'll first break for a word from our sponsor and return with our interview with members of TrueMint, William Barlow and Ephraim Olson. Hi, this is Matthew Ziegert from Cardinal Financial, and today's Matt's Mortgage Minute is about pre-approval rates. Did you know that just because you get pre-approved at a certain interest rate, that does not mean that that rate is locked in. It's more set in sand than stone. So your rates could always change once you have a fully executed sales contract. Right now in this market, rates are very volatile. They're changing multiple times per day. So please check with your loan officer before you lock in a rate to make sure that you have the best rate possible. That being said, I am working this weekend. If you have any pre-approvals, new clients, scenarios from other banks that are not going smoothly, please let me know. Give me a call on my cell. I'm available all weekend. 201-563-7404. Thanks. Have a good weekend. We have the founders of TrueMint, Bill Barlow, and we've got Efren Olson. Also, the other two owners, James David Williams and Isaiah Olson. Now, TrueMint is a blockchain technology company at the forefront of moving real estate and real estate transactions onto blockchain in a sustainable and enduring way. Guys, this is going to be an amazing um, session and education on, on NFTs, on how to do a transaction with NFTs. So um, our audience is here to be empowered, educated, and save some money. So we're excited to have you both. Welcome. This is an exciting new pioneering uh, technology. So I'm excited to have these two gentlemen on the show. Tell us a little bit about TrueMint. TrueMint was really founded um, as a result of a discussion I had with my mother, uh, who is the general counsel of the California Association of Realtors. Love it. And she wanted me, I I am a... uh, 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 Harvard Law trained corporate lawyer, Wall Street type, not not the uh, best type that everybody loves, but that's my background. And she asked me to give a presentation to a bunch of realtors in California about blockchain technology. And a lot of my clients were working in blockchain technology. And I gave a presentation. I talked about the future of it. And I basically said, there's a roadmap for how this will impact real estate, but we don't see companies doing this now. And then Ephraim and I uh, and uh, our other co-founders went to some crypto conferences and we talked to the people at the booths with real estate. Um, and we realized that that infrastructure hadn't been developed yet. And so what we do is uh, we have now in, created a way to put real estate onto this technology called blockchain and use it as a way of making real estate transactions quicker and with less costs 
and and that's kind of our our future roadmap. Okay, Ephraim, where do you where do you come in on this? Yeah, so uh, so my background is in tax. So I'm also uh, Bill and I were uh, law school classmates at Harvard. Um, both got a degree there. I have a LLM, a sort of a master's of taxation from NYU, and I have my own tax uh, tax law firm. Um, and I've worked with a bunch of sort of crypto, blockchain, NFT project, metaverse, you know, companies helping them with on the tax side. Um, and Bill and I have been friends for a long time. And we were at this conference, a couple of these conferences together, like he said, and, 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 uh, you know, tax is such a big part of this, right? Because like Bill said, putting something on, onto the blockchain technology that you, there's ways to do that secret is how do you put it onto the blockchain and then allow it to transact on blockchain sort of indefinitely? How do you sort of do that? And one of the issues there is a tax issue. How do you, how can you still claim, you know, 1031 exchanges? How can you take right. the homeowners, you know, the sort of exemption for, for, for owning a home, the capital gain exemption. And, and those, those are sort of like tricky issues that we had to go through sort of piece by piece by piece as we develop this technology so that somebody putting their home on blockchain wouldn't be disadvantaged from a tax uh, tax standpoint. And you you two are the first to have a, a transaction take place through NFT, correct? We're not the first. There there have been a couple other companies okay. that have gotten transactions. We're the first that put on commercial real estate. Okay. Onto blockchain. You know, we're happy to get into the details, but the prior ways in which real estate was put onto blockchain was by essentially putting the real estate into a corporation and then transferring that corporation. Mm -hmm. Uh, For for a number of reasons, we don't think that's kind of a sustainable long-term solution. And so we've developed a solution that we do think is sustainable. And so that's where we think uh, we're we're a bit different. Well, this is a brave new world for those of us who are uh, baby boomers. So we're going to ask you to be kind and be gentle. And uh, it's, it's a brave new world for all of us, Ed. <laughs> it's a brave new world for all of us. Please explain, what is an NFT? There's a lot of complicated jargon. and We'll, we'll try and uh, uh, simplify it a little bit. You might be familiar with Bitcoin. Bitcoin, a lot of people talk about it. It's this interesting digital asset, uh, but it's, it's fungible. So if I have 10 Bitcoin and Ed has 10 Bitcoin and I send five Bitcoin to Ed and he sends three Bitcoin back to me, we don't ask which Bitcoins did you send to me? Just like if I give you $5, you don't say which $5 did you give to me? Like it doesn't matter. A dollar is a dollar is a dollar. You don't care which dollars they were. Uh, and, and same way with Bitcoin. Like it, every Bitcoin is identical to every other Bitcoin. A non-fungible token is similar to Bitcoin in that it's transferred on blockchains, but when you make one, there's only one of those in the entire world. So it has a unique identification number. And if I give an NFT to Ed, he can't split it up and give it to a bunch of people. Only this one thing that can never be replicated at at any point by anyone else. Uh, So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. It's totally unique. Yes, and you can always tell that Ed has that one unique one. Like nobody else, it's not possible to copy it. Okay. So effectively, we've created a digital fingerprint 
that's a great way of thinking about it. And that asset has that fingerprint and no other asset has that fingerprint. You know, I've also heard that uh, this type of technology is also being used in the cattle industry, in the cheese industry, in order to protect their assets from being counterfeited. And I think that's exactly right. It's, it's how do you create a digital record? Because most digital files, like if you send me a photo, I could just copy the photo and those files are identical. But here it's something that's digital, but that can't be copied. And that's kind of what's unique about it. When we're looking at this, how could then that digital fingerprint be used in real estate transactions? Well, precisely because it's a unique uh, digital asset, there's been a lot of speculation that you could create a digital deed that represented ownership of a specific property. Uh, and that would have all the information about the property that you have in a deed at the county recorder's office and, you know, if all the information that you have there. And that if you could do that, then instead of transferring uh, real estate by going down and going to a title, you know, county recorder's office and recording a new title, you could instead just transfer it using digitally using this unique identifier where there's only one of them for, for a real world asset. Can I just jump in for a second there? I, th- I think in order to understand sort of the potential here, I think you also have to just briefly understand blockchain. And if you're going to get there, I'll hold my sort of thought, but, but you, I, think, I think you sort of have to have a little bit of background about blockchain technology and how it transacts to understand like how useful having this unique identifier is. Let's do that. So I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you the 30 second version and then Bill add on to that. The, the idea is there is a whole sort of at a fundamental level, there's, you know, a million computers that all sort of have the same ledger. They all have the exact same ledger. And every time there's a transaction, So Ed's transferring that NFT back to Bill. Everybody has to first agree that Ed owns it. So all the the majority of the computers have to all agree that Ed owns it. And then they agree that it transfers to Bill. And now they update their ledger saying Bill transferred it to, or, you know, Ed transferred it to Bill again. So now Bill owns it. All of the computers have to agree that Bill owns it before he can transfer it to Bev or to me. And what that does is if Ed then goes to to sell the same thing, he, he tries to transact that NFT to Bev, the computer's say he doesn't own it and they won't allow the transaction to happen. So there's no person in the middle. There's no, there's no sort of middle person standing there saying yes or no. There's no bank. There's no, it's just a whole bunch of computers, autonomous computers that all have the same program on it. And they all say yes or no. And so the beauty of it is when you have, and that's the blockchain. So every time there's a transaction or a set of transactions, it puts it into a block and that just sort of goes onto the chain. And, and, and so you can't go back and fix things because it's sort of forever on this block that everybody updates their computers with so that it says what was there and when these transactions happened. So the beauty of it is not only do you have a unique identifier, right? An NFT, a non-fungible token, but that unique identifier can transact from person to person without a concern that the first person is going to sell it twice or three times or four times. The, 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 the chain technology will only allow it to be sold to one person and then from that person to another person. So it's, it, in some ways, it's, it's both a fingerprint, but it's also an immutable record. You know, it's an immutable ledger, as they call it, that once it transacts, 
it's forever transacted and, and, and there's no concern about me sort of retransacting it um, or not being the owner of it, pretending to sell it. It's interesting yeah. uh, and, and important because in my mind, the way in which I have, and we in the industry have witnessed malfeasance uh, with so many uh, fraudulent uh, activities taking place, this type of technology would protect from that type of malfeasance. Yeah, that's interesting. As soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, wire fraud goes right out the door. And I think that's that's the important thing to remember, too, is this this is not because you sometimes hear about cryptocurrency or blockchain and people think scam. They think sort of fake. Right. The truth is this technology has the potential to be far, far more safe than actual paper and pens, because like you say, Ed, I can take a piece of paper and I can steal letterhead or I can forge letterhead and I can forge like that stuff's for like you could forge that. It's much, much, much harder if you harness the blockchain technology correctly to, to forge this. I, impossible is hard to say, but but much, much harder. It's a much, much safer way of doing things. And so I think that's important to know. It's we're not we're not trying to sort of sell the next sort of rug pull or you know, sort of thing that's hard to understand. There's a technology there that's very, very safe. And, and and makes this whole transaction more safe. So I, so I have a question since we're on the safetyness of this. Why isn't it being used more? What's, the, what's holding everything back here? So I think there are a number of issues. So first is trying to have and understand how a digital asset can represent ownership in a real world in a way that's going to be enforced by a court. Mm-hmm. is a complicated issue. And so, you know, one issue is if I create an NFT that's a picture of your home and then I go try to sell it for the value of your home, you know, the person who buys it is not getting your home, you know, quite obviously. Uh, so we we have to find a way of doing these NFTs in a way that, like, when you do the transfer, you are actually getting ownership of the home. That's been a legally tricky issue, um, and that's what we're trying to solve. Um, and the other thing is that even when that issue is solved, this is going to take a lot of time to adopt because, mm-hmm. you know, just like digital signatures took a while to adopt, not because of the technology was bad, but because there were a lot of kinks to work out. There were a lot of, you know, people that had to get used to it, and that's totally yeah, sure. fine. Sure. Yeah. So it's just going to take a little while. Makes sense. Ed, what do we have here? Well, the question is then going to be, uh, what's the benefit for buyers and sellers to utilize this technology? So there are a couple of expenses with real estate. Uh, Title insurance is a really big expense for some real estate transactions. And the escrow process... um, is, uh, you know, you're waiting for wires, you're waiting for confirmation that the deed has been recorded. Um, it slows the transaction process down. Um, and so the immediate answer in terms of what are the net benefits going to be, it's going to be substantially reduced title insurance costs. So we've already had discussions with the national uh, title insurance underwriter about our model, and they you actually still need a limited form of title insurance, but it's much less than the typical title insurance you would pay in a normal transaction. Um, and you also, 
one of the things with blockchain is that the ownership of that NFT and that home and the money will automatically exchange simultaneously at the same time. So that means that you don't have to go through the, the same escrow process where you put money in escrow, you wait, and then you disperse after the title has been recorded. All of that can happen instantaneously. Uh, and that speeds the process up and decreases, you know, the costs associated with that. You know, the first thing that comes to mind, I'll be honest with you, is, is there's so many people that do so many facets of different things on a state, county, yeah, uh, and private level, right? I mean, you got title companies, you've got county clerks, you've got... Uh, so I'm, I'm wondering if that's part and parcel, not that I want to go down this rabbit hole, but I wonder if that's part and parcel of how some states like New Jersey are going to be a little bit more reluctant to open up their arms and say, hey, it's great. Let's give it a shot. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just there's a lot of people benefiting off of the current inefficiencies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely. A lot of a lot of fingers in that pot. The other question that comes to my mind is, how does this impact the traditional way of person listing a property, getting the property shown, you know, buyers coming in and putting in an offer and purchasing the property, going through all of those steps, such as home inspections, um, history, uh, property history forms, things of that nature. How do you envision this impacting uh, the current real estate space as it is. So, and this is a good thing to keep in mind. There are some things which are going to stay the same, like home inspections. Regardless of how title is held, you got to look at the home. You got to see what's wrong with it. People will sometimes hide that there's problems with it and there will be fights. Like we're human. There's no way to avoid that. Um, so there will be some things that will be the same. Uh, and in fact, I think for the average realtor, even using this technology, you know, it makes things go faster, but it's not like the personal process of selling your home. It's a very personal thing, you know, it, and, and that process of seeing a home, falling in love with it, all of that's going to remain the same. Um, where it's going to change is just making it a little faster, a little safer. And I think the other thing is, there's so much paperwork right now when you sell a home. There's so much paperwork. Amazing. And <laughs> it's incredible. And, and each county sometimes can have their own and different inspections and all of these things. Yes. One thing that's... <laughs> now we could be <laughs> saving the planet right here, right now. <laughs> it's revenue generating for them. <laughs> And, you know, it's not like we're, we're going to be able to, to wave a, a, a wand and make those inspections go away. But one thing that happens is these deals get more complicated. There is a chance that even well-meaning people can make mistakes and forget to do different things. And so by having the transaction happening in a digital way, we can actually create separate marketplaces for every county and state and make it so that the transaction can't happen unless you like affirmatively you, you take care of everything you have to do in that county or you waive those requirements. So that way it's almost like a fail safe, you know, where, where it will stop you automatically from doing the transaction unless you've done these things 
Or if you want to waive it, that's fine. But, it, you know, it's less likely that you'll just forget about it because there's a million things to do with the transaction. Well, that I, I love the compliance aspect of this. Makes a lot of sense. We realized that you gentlemen had created the first NFT for commercial. Mm. And can you explain how that proceeded and how that's different from a residential transaction? It's actually basically the same. Um, there was someone prior that did it for residential real estate using a different model. Fundamentally, the process is similar. At the beginning of making your real property into an NFT or ownership, you have a title recording process. You kind of go through all of that normal process. But once it's been uploaded as an NFT, ownership can transfer without having to go through the title process with the local counties. And that's a lot of the efficiencies that are gained. And so you can, you know, once I upload, I can transfer it to Ed. Ed can transfer it to Bev. Bev can transfer it to Ephraim. And then when the final person decides they don't want to hold it anymore, they can unwind it and that person can get real title reported to them exactly as if it were in the real world. Uh, so I, I hope that gives you just some idea about how the how the model works. Go back to your point, Ed. You had said, like, what what are these first residential? There there have been some that have been put on chain, like Bill said. The issue there is is they'll put it inside of some sort of an entity, a limited liability company, a corporation, something else, and then they will mint the units of that as an NFT and then sort of transact that NFT. It's in many ways sort of adds complexity because you now have to look you have to look into the entity. You have, there's tax issues. There's like a lot of stuff that the truth is it, it, we don't think it will get to sort of mass adoption using that technology because it adds complexity and sort of downside that don't exist in the real world. And our goal was how do we create something that we get rid of a lot of that infrastructure? We sort of create a new infrastructure, sort of legal technology that allow that, that gets rid of that entity and allows us to sort of take a property, mint the deed sort of as a digital digital deed as an NFT and then transact sort of indefinitely as long as it, as long as someone wants on chain by re- and reduce costs, not bring up costs. Right. So the idea was how do we bring down costs? Because we think if that happens, eventually there will be mass adoption. It may not be today, it may not be in six months, but there will be mass adoption because this does have the ability. It just reduces costs and increases safety in the real world. And so Ed, like you said, we did it with the commercial property and that was the first time commercial property been on there. But we have several people who want to put and will be putting residential properties on using this model. And we think that there will be, um, we think that there will be a sort of a, a much larger surge of residential and commercial because whatever the real property is, using this model increases safety and decreases costs and and sort of time. One one aspect of the transaction that uh, comes to my mind when we're looking at this model versus a conventional model is the question of how then are mortgages recorded, how are liens recorded, and how does the NFT deal with those type of scenarios? That, that is a brilliant question, one of the ones that we first answered um, One of the reasons we went into it is the the model that was previously used was not very good for recording mortgages, getting title insurance. I will say this. Our current model is fully compatible with using with having a mortgage on your property 
with using a mortgage to buy the property. So you can be able to do all of those things uh, using uh, using our, even if you have it as as an NFT. Uh, and we, we've talked to banks about this to kind of confirm uh, uh, <laughs> confirm how, how the model operates and that they would be able to do that. And we're we're, lo- we're really looking forward to actually doing that for the first time as soon as as soon as we get the opportunity to show that you know that that we can do all of that. Uh, before you had met you, you were you know had conversations with the title companies. Have you been in concert, uh, working in concert with mortgage lenders? So we are having discussions with some credit unions right now, and uh, we are a little early stage. Like we've you know been at this for the, the, we put the first property on chain this week, um, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, we are we we are in preliminary discussions and are very very hopeful to to accelerate those discussions uh, as much as possible. So we realized that in order for this to work, we had to be able to interact with the real world. We, you know what I mean? Just having an NFT that can sort of transact. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has cash to buy homes or to buy commercial property. In fact, most people don't, and so. Our goal was how do we make, we have to sort of think these, like solve these problems in advance so that someone that's not buying it with cash can use a traditional mortgage. They can have title insurance. They can have all of these things that they have in their real world. Um, you don't lose that. You keep all of that. The benefit is that the, the deed sort of transfers on blockchain instead of in the real world. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we went there early. We went early to bank, we, you know, early to banks, to title insurance companies, to other other players that would be useful in the space to make sure that, you know, what we were proposing and what we had built would interact well with 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 the real. I, I believe this has so much uh, potential. Yeah. I, I'm excited to have them do their residential, get them back after they've done their, and, and again, we don't want the secret sauce given out, but to be able to show us how you did it on a residential transaction, because I mean, this is, this is amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, we, we love to come back and we're, we're having conversations this week with several people to do that. And obviously if any of your listeners would like to know more, uh, we'll, um, we'd be more than happy to do a very deep dive. You can bring your lawyers in and double check all of our work. You know, we're not afraid <laughs> of any of that. Um, uh, and then once we do, yeah, I think it's going to be super exciting. So, One of the title companies that works within our office um, is is actually looking into because there was a question. One of the agents had a buyer that was looking to to purchase um, with Bitcoin or something, and the title the title company still had a couple of legal things that they had to address before that they they could allow that transaction to take place. So they're working on it, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I mean, we're in New Jersey again. It's a very conservative state when it comes to banking. (laughs) See, here's the other fun thing too, Ed and Bev, like the, the truth is like, we're excited about it. We think it's like a fantastic technology. Like we didn't build the blockchain technology that existed. And and we're excited that, that, our goal is to help harness that in a, in a way that seems so obvious, which is, you know, real estate where that, where that happens. Um, the beautiful thing about it as well is that because it's digital, we can have these smart contracts 
like Bill said, that you could have certain checklists that have to be met before it allows the transaction to happen. So nobody has to look at it. The computer decides, you know what I mean? You can build in these smart contracts so mm-hmm. that funds and the deed transact the same moment. You could mm-hmm. have it where certain things have to be met before it transacts. We, like we haven't even started scratching the possibilities here. What we've talked about now are just on the face of it, the stuff that happens today. But fast forward six months, a year, we have 20 things in the pipeline. I'm not kidding. Bill and I have 20 things in the pipeline that we're going to be doing, signing, you know, having the signature, all, all this stuff that can happen. We haven't even just begun to imagine how much more efficient these transactions can happen as we get to harness some of this technology. And that's that's exciting. Like what we see now is just the very beginning of how efficient it, it, it could be. And we'll it, it's wild. I mean, when you think about it, it it's wild because everything is so old school. So and our audience is getting to hear it right now at the very beginning. Should be interesting to see what it's going to be six months from now. I mean, well, where well, your where your next. Well, um, the truth is bring us back. I mean, the truth is like yeah. we have, we have people in line to put the, the put their homes on, on, on uh, the, the blockchain sort of mint their title as NFT. We have, you know, we've been taught, we've partnered with several people. We think that there'll be quite a bit of sort of adoption. I mean, not obviously not mass adoption, but we think there will be lots of people that we will sort of in six months or even three months come, come back and say, Hey, here's where we are. Here's what's happened. And as we continue building out the technology, the sort of interface between blockchain and the real world, they're just, I mean, it's exciting. It's like, it's like you're standing on a, on a frontier and we don't know where all the place, we know that it's, 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 you know, it's, it's fertile fields, but we don't know exactly what it, what it can do and, and sort of how big it is. And it's exciting to be here. It's, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. You guys are here. Excited. We're here. I mean, it's just like fun to be on the front front of something like. I keep thinking what you said, it's going to get adopted based on, on its efficiency, right? Um, cost efficiency, time efficiency, um, uh, you know, compliance. I, I just think this is, this is wild stuff. And, and this is the other thing is that really blockchain does have to prove itself to the real world. You know, you, you don't just adopt blockchain because it's cool. It has to actually be meaningful. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're looking to do is we're looking to use this technology to actually meaningfully help people be safer, do the transaction better, to reduce fraud. And if we can prove that to the world, which I think we can, then it's just a win for everyone. It so. is. It is. Ed, do you got any more questions there? Or? Well, if, I, I think we're ready to wrap up unless the gentleman, do you have anything else to add? No, well, thank exactly. you guys. You've been an incredible host. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I appreciate that. appreciate you. Appreciate you being on the forefront, right? This only happens when you sort of reach out and, and this and make this happen. So to, to all your audience, you know, this is you, you, you're, you're listening to the great, great place because uh, you are on the forefront of this and, and you are sort of keeping your eye out for, for your people. And so what we'd like to do is have you back maybe in a couple months and, and mm-hmm. let's see the difference of where you are with regards to, you know, that residential aspect of things. I mean, you know, and a whole bunch of other things. I mean, this has just been enlightening and uh absolutely and i want to thank you both so much ed this has been wonderful uh thank you for bringing us to this uh bold frontier right <laughs> we're, we're we're going where no other realtors have gone before <laughs> <laughs> you really are that's what you really are, too. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you so thank much. You so much, Bill. Thank Appreciate you so much. Appreciate it both. We'll be talking soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ed, let's have a, a quick wrap-up on uh, takeaway on this on this interview with Bill and Ephraim. Um, the one thing that sticks out in my mind when I look back and listen to this is he said, Bill said, the technology is, he wants it to be meaningful. He wants it to be safe. Um, he wants the transactions to... Uh, reduce fraud. And, and he said, if we offer that, if they can do that, then it's a win-win for everybody. And I, what's your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, where he says it's going to be faster, it's going to be safer, and it's going to be cost efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also said it's going to take some time to be adopted. Mm-hmm. And, and that's understandable. And um, this is a new frontier as far as real estate concerns. It is a bit of a disruptor mm-hmm. because it's going to disrupt the title industry. But it's also offer, going to offer, like he said, these smart programs that are going to keep everything in alignment and pretty much make it foolproof that it can't be tampered with, mm. which I thought was exciting stuff. Yeah. This Truman, they're 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 a blockchain technology company that's definitely in the forefront of moving real estate and real estate transactions onto blockchain in a sustainable and enduring way. I, I mean, so anybody who who might be interested in exploring the deployment of real estate onto blockchain or better understand the technology should contact Truman, and I'm going to give you their information. Um, it's info at truemint, that's T-R-U-M-I-N-T dot X-Y-Z. So that's info at truemint, and that's T-R-U-M-I-N-T dot X-Y-Z. Or visit their website at truemint, T-R-U-M-I-N-T dot X-Y-Z. Ed, what do you think? I think it's been a great show. Informative, um, definitely a disruptor, and um, it was exciting. These, these guys are brilliant. Uh, I can't wait to have them back in a couple months to see where they are. So I think that's a wrap. Yeah? To our listeners, we'd like you to know that we appreciate you spending your time with us. Let's Save Thousands is more than the name of a show. To us, it represents our core belief that the world would be a better place if we all come from contribution. So it's truly our goal to help you do just that. Now, Matt, I know you're like-minded. Is there something you'd like to share now with our listeners? That's a great question, Ed. We actually are offering a promotion to any of these listeners that if you mention the radio show or our podcast, we will waive all lender closing costs on any mortgages that we do for our clients, which is totaling almost $2,000. If you have any questions or you want to inquire about this promotion, please contact me on my cell phone. It's 201-563-7404. We thank you for investing your time listening to our show. We hope you've gained some valuable insight into the future of real estate transactions. We look forward to you joining us next week for another edition of Let's Save Thousands.